0: the Lord. Well, let's turn, if you have your Bible with you, to Psalm 112, Psalm 112. I'm minded to do uh, some teaching in Psalm 112 over maybe a few weeks. It might not necessarily be every week, uh, but it's such an amazing psalm we've been looking at in recent times, living blessed and being blessed, and why it's so important, because You can't bless others unless you're blessed. Amen. And this is the psalm of the blessed man. Praise ye the Lord. It says, verse 1, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Now, I just want to leave it there. But what I would say to you is I'd encourage you to read Psalm 112 uh, for yourself. Get very familiar with it. Because what I want to do here is tie this in with our reading this morning, which was from Psalm 106. Because Psalm 106, a verse jumped out at me, and I just want to talk about that verse. We read it earlier in my daily reading. I'm reading just now about the children of Israel going into the Promised Land under the leadership and ministry of Joshua and of course they had wandered 40 years in the wilderness and as Bert yesterday morning, Bert McCaig pointed out to us uh, in his message the uh, in Numbers 13 it speaks about the 12 spies that went into the land to spy it out and they said God's right, well 10 of them said God's right, um, that the land is a wonderful land and it's, it's an amazing place but They were scared because there were giants in the land. And they said, oh, we ought to avoid this place. So God was angry because the people listened to the ten spies. The other two spies were Joshua and Caleb, who were of a different spirit. And they said, yes, God has not lied to us. The land is wonderful, and it's a great place, uh, but we can take care of these giants. They're just, God can handle them, we can handle them. But they didn't listen to the two spies, they listened to the ten. And as a result, God made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. So if you've, the last 40 years have been rubbish for you, maybe God's been causing you to wander in the wilderness, amen? But um, I'm just joking, okay? But the point being that disobedience and unbelief can cause us to wander in the wilderness. It caused the children of Israel to do that and it can cause us to metaphorically wander in a wilderness now the bible says that the things about the israel wandering in the wilderness that they happened and were written for us in the last days to teach us that to be negative to be murmurers and complainers as the bible says or murmurers as a word used then that brings uh, us into a place where We go from blessing to, we can end up even in the land of cursing. Or we can, at the very least, paralyze the blessings. So over here in Psalm 112, it says, blessed is the man. Then it tells us all the blessings this man has. And it's not just about men, okay? Blessed is the person, we could say. Blessed is the woman, blessed is the man, blessed are those. Who fear the Lord, and you know our nation needs the fear of the Lord. yes, amen. And and that's why our nation's not blessed. <clears throat> how it should be. We're not walking in the blessings because the fear of the Lord has departed from people. You know, if people really did fear the Lord, this place would be packed this morning, mm-hmm. and every service, because the fear of the Lord is what drives people in. You know, we think it's our initiatives, our programs, or giving out freebies uh free lunches and stuff and all the things that we do and there's nothing wrong with them but if people truly feared the lord in these streets around us this place would be packed every time you open the door there would be a queue and david has seen that a vision of that that people will be queuing up in the streets at some stage to get in here and it's the fear of the lord that brings them in the fear of the lord is the greatest evangelist there is amen So we need to, if you want to pray for somebody, pray that the fear of the Lord would come upon them. Because then you don't need to preach to them. They're on their face before uh, the Lord and crying out for mercy. And we sometimes see it happen in evangelistic meetings. Anyway, praise God. So, but, but this Psalm 112 is about blessing. And I believe God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us in every part of life, every area of life, every dimension of life. Family blessings, social blessings, financial blessings, health and healing blessings, well-being, just our general well-being. The Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Prosper doesn't just mean money, big cars, nice house. It doesn't mean that. It means all will go well with you. That's what it really means. Everything would go well with us. Now, that doesn't mean we won't have tribulation or trials. These things are part of life, but it means that we live victoriously over them. So God wants us to live in the land of blessing. Remember before the Israelites left Egypt, they lived in the land of Goshen. And Goshen was a place free from all the plagues that came on Egypt. It was a place of blessing. But God took them out of that, intended to bring them through the wilderness, maybe a fortnight's journey, and into the promised land. But because these spies brought back this report and said, oh, we, we're, we're not able. We're grasshoppers in their sight. You see, when you see yourself as a grasshopper, then anything looks like a giant to you. And we are not to be intimidated. That's why I shared with you about people trying to intimidate us by shoving stuff on the church. We, we must be strong in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because, uh, stickers, there's one thing I know that there's been far more serious has happened in the past year and in other churches. Yeah, I remember, I remember as a young Christian, teenager, I remember what happened over Northern Ireland where they were singing about the blood of the Lamb, apparently, mm-hmm. in that little Pentecostal assembly. And gunmen burst in and riddled them with bullets. That's intimidation. That church is still going strong. Amen. Because the people of God, the real people of God, will not be intimidated by real terrorism or acts of violence. And, you know, the giants are always going to be there until we slay them. And the biggest giant we need to face right now is fear. And Bert, again, shared that yesterday. Anyway, this little verse popped out at me in Psalm 106 it's in verse 24, it just says, yea, they despised, this is the people of Israel in the wilderness, they despised the pleasant land, they believed not his word. They despised the pleasant land. You can say, they despised the blessing. The pleasant land was the promised land, the land of blessing. God says, it's a land of milk and honey, and brooks overflowing, and you know, it's going to be a great place to live. Oh, you're going to have to drive out the enemies first. But once you've done that, it's the promised land. It's Canaan land. It's heaven and earth. And it says they despised that. That's a strong word, isn't it? But You know, what? you get people despising. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own eyes. People despising the blessing of God. You say God wants to bless you. God wants this. I don't want that. Now, they might not say that, but they say it with their attitude. They've got this bristly, oh, oh that's no for us attitude. Oh, that's not for me. You cannot despise the blessings because, see that what it says in Psalm 12: blessed is the man. That's your default setting if you're a Christian. You don't have to obtain the blessings. You just have to show up as a Christian because the blessings are yours. And all these Israelites had to do was go into the promised land and they had to do a bit of fighting. But if God's on your side, you know, that's like taking a tank to attack an ant colony. If God's on your side. But what they said, oh no, oh no, there's big guys there. And they were fairties to use that Scottish term. Okay, they were fierties when they saw the giants. And you know, I read this the other day, and it really struck me. When Joshua took over from Moses 40 years later, and he sent spies in, but this time I think he only (laughs) sent a couple in because he learned his lesson: the more spies you send, the more chance you get people coming back. Oh no, oh, not for us. And these people. in in Jericho they got wind that that the spies were there so they were hidden in the house of Rahab the harlot and when they were there they discovered something and here's what they discovered do you know that all these years they were told we have been terrified terrified of the day you decided to come into this land So, all of Israel was terrified of the promised land because there were giants there and the giants were sitting with their knees knocking in terror that the Israelites, you know why? Because he says, because we have heard that the Lord your God is with you. Which is the very thing they should have believed. If they had said what Caleb told them, what Joshua told them, you know, God is with us, giants, they're nothing. We could take them down. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. They could have said that. But they, but instead, oh no, they're, they're too big for us. These big guys. Oh. But what happened was, what they didn't know until years later, the giants were sitting terrified of the day. They weren't all giants, but there were giants, and all the people of the land were terrified. That when the children of Israel decided we're going to take the land. So you know, here's the thing, when the, the people that sometimes try to intimidate us. They, they do it because they're scared of us. And we all know that from school, don't we? You know, that sometimes the biggest bullies are the ones that are, that are scared the most. So they put on this front and, you know, very up. Now, you know, it's, it, we, we can say this, when you confront a bully and I've confronted bullies, you sometimes find that uh, if you beat them, then that's the last, amen? But, you know, sometimes doesn't it doesn't always work like that. <laughs> Sometimes when you confront the bully, you get a bigger doing. But a lot of the times, the, the bullies are the ones who are scared. And of course, you, would, you could say, well, these giants and these people that were in all the different heights, or the different tribes that Israel ended up eventually driving out, but were scared to go in and confront. You know, sometimes as believers, as Christians, we get a little bit scared to confront, don't we? We say, well, maybe we shouldn't. Be confrontational. Maybe we shouldn't make a stand because that would just invite more aggro, more hostility, more persecution. And it's not about fighting. It's not about, you know, standing up for your rights, all of that. But it is about making a stand. It is about being obedient to God. So when we say that we will not be intimidated, it's not out of uh, being macho or or any of these things. But we have a situation just now in the nations where churches, you know, if I wanted to go to a nightclub tonight, uh, you know, if I wanted to go to a nightclub, I don't need to wear a mask. I can do what I want. I can jump about if I want to go to a football match, sit with thousands of people. I don't, want to, don't have to wear a mask. But the government guidelines right now are that if you come in here and sit with A handful of people, maybe. Oh, you've got to wear a mask. You can't sing, all these things. Because they're trying to intimidate the church. Because they know, better than anyone knows, that praising your very thing in that banner up the back, preaching his word, praising his name, being vocal about our faith, that, if you read the Bible, that is the power. The Bible says the preaching of uh, the gospel the cross the gospel of christ is the power of god it's the power of god the dunamis of god preaching the gospel is releasing god's power praising his name is releasing his power and i tell you right now scotland needs the preaching of the gospel and the praising of his name more than probably it ever has even in times of great darkness even in times of mary queen of scots And the days when superstition and idolatry and priestcraft ruled in Scotland. So, certainly, since the Reformation, we've never known times of darkness like this. Brothers and sisters, we need to be saying to to ourselves and to each other, and to all who try to intimidate his governments and other people, we will not be silenced. We will proclaim the message and we will praise his name. When we won't won't be silenced. It's as simple as that. So let's not despise. I want to talk about the blessing. I want to do that. I want to look at Psalm 112 because it's packed full of things that really should cheer us. Great promises. Great promises for our families. Great promises for our lives. Uh, And it's just a wonderful psalm to read. So please do that in your own private time. But let's not be those that wandered through the wilderness. The Bible says that they're that those wanderings and those murmurings were written as examples for us who live in the end of the age here, in these last days, to not be murmurers, you know, and we all do it. And I'm not just saying, I'm not uh, pointing any fingers because I've been guilty of it. It's so easy to moan about the, the state of the country, isn't it? Oh, you've seen that, you know, You seen that government? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you seen that Nicola Sturgeon? Have you seen that Boris Johnson? And there's nothing wrong with that at a certain level. But if all we do is murmur, if all we do is complain, and we don't take it to the Lord in prayer, and believe God to transform, we we ought not be people who despise the pleasant land, who despise the blessings. And, you know, people say, well, in the middle of a pandemic, why are you talking about the blessings of God? Surely, you know, we should all be somber and No, now is right now. Right now is when we need to hear that God's heart is to bless us. And part of that blessing is to deliver us from plague and pestilence and bring healing, life and strength to us. So let's not be despisers of the pleasant land. Let's not, it says, they murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness it's interesting brothers and sisters as we read this i've said this before it's talking here about a pleasant land and it's talking about a wilderness god wanted to take them out of the wilderness into a pleasant land now i've said this before that the name Gad means rough ground or wilderness did you know that and it's not you know i mean if as you look around the reputation Gamgad has. And you look around and you got lovely new houses all up that hill that hill there. So it's no they're no longer living as it was before when some of you were here. Just like you know, where I came from in Edinburgh, it made Gamgad look like Bears Den. But it's not like that now. The slums are not there anymore. Because even in society, even in the natural realm. Men want to lift themselves out of that, don't they? And better themselves. But God wants to do that for each one of us. He wants to take us, and I'm talking spiritually now, from the wilderness into the promised land, into the pleasant land. And God wants to lift every single person in these streets round about us from the wilderness of their lives, from the barrenness, that they live in because if you don't have Christ, you've 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 nothing and you face a lost eternity. So God wants to lift the people around us out of Garden Gad, metaphorically, and into the pleasant land, which is here in church. Amen? Amen. Where you hear the gospel is the pleasant land. So praise the Lord. Let's let's be people who believe that we're gonna see folks from around here. And further afield, come in and be blessed by the preaching of his word and the praising of his name. You know, I believe that God wants every square inch of Glasgow to be pleasant land, to be land blessed of God. You know, I think that was Mungo's vision. He didn't have all the houses, and shops and factories. and It was all just ground. It was all just fields or whatever. Uh, wilderness even, but he came here with a vision, a vision to make Glasgow a city that was dedicated to God. And right now it's riven with hatred, bigotry, division, political, religious, and all of that. Sectarianism, they call it, maybe. But God wants that Glasgow be a place transformed by his word, by this book, and by his spirit, and by us co-laboring with him to do it. Amen. The Lord bless you, folks. And we're going to continue to look at Psalm 12, getting into the blessing, looking at what the blessed man, what it looks like to be blessed of God. And God wants that for every single person in this room, including the children, especially the children. Amen. And you're not too old to walk in it, and you're not too young to walk in it. If you've got a pulse and you're walking about That's what God has for you. Amen. We'll look at that as we go on.